0: In that situation, I think it's really irresponsible to act like you haven't paid for you to look a certain way.
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. My name is Amanda. And my name is Kara, And I hope you're all doing really well today. Yeah, I hope you had a beautiful week. Uh, for us, it has been—I feel like it's been like the quickest week of my life this week. Oh
0: yes, it's been very, very quick. It's been a lot of fun, yeah, but it's gone very fast.
1: Yeah, and it's been absolutely <laughs> non-stop.
0: Yeah, I've had a four-day weekend. And like I said, it's been heaps of fun, but I'm currently on the, the end of the third day of the four day weekend. And I'm like, I can't believe that I only have one day
1: left. It's off. like it's like when you were younger and you would be on school holidays and like the first 10 days were pure bliss. And then you got to the last four days and you were like, wait, yes, I have to go back. Except when you're a kid, you did not
0: like have to clean your room or clean the house. And like
1: that's kind of better (laughs) yes (laughs) okay so first thing is first Kara Aridi, and what do you have to be honest about this week look I really think this week is only one thing for me to be honest about I felt this coming
0: and that is the fact that I was ghosted this week fucking moron I was ghosted so for those of you who listened to last week's episode I did mention that I'm going on a date or was meant to be going on a date (laughs) on Saturday night that was last night there was no date that i went on there was no response for five days there was no response for five days so basically like the guy that i was talking to who kind of like never get this is the thing that's really kind of like throwing me through a loop is that he didn't show any like disinterest until he stopped replying yes
1: like he was sending like full paragraphs so many emojis like what's a girl to do other than assume He's going to follow through.
0: Yes. And also just the fact that a decent human would follow through when you have a date plan. Yes. But anyway, so I was ghosted. And look, it's not like... I feel fine about it. It's not the nicest feeling in the world. Yeah, but I did just want to mention it because a, a lot of people have mentioned it to me and said like, "Oh my God, Cara, how did your day go?" And I was like, "It didn't go." <laughs> <laughs> um, but also because like, the, unfortunately, this shit happens. Like, this is a part of life. Um, especially when it comes to dating apps. I mean, we we're talking about this last week. It's so easy to just not respond. Yeah, it's so easy to just ghost someone essentially and even though i like i said a decent fucking human usually wouldn't do it and unfortunately there's a lot of people who aren't decent humans that's the
1: thing and like (laughs) ghosting is so common and it's actually so fucked up because it's like it's just not that hard to just say to someone hey like i'm not keen anymore
0: like it's that simple exactly and i actually like you know so basically there was five days with no response um, and then yesterday on the day that I was meant to go on the date, I sent him a message being like, hey, I don't know if something's happened. If you're not interested, if you can't go on a date, whatever it is, just tell me, please. Like, yeah. it's, please just tell me. No response still. So anyway, that's that. That's that. I think it's a bit pathetic. It's very pathetic. And unless he's literally unconscious or dead, it's pathetic. <laughs> So look, anyway, that's that. I also want to say that if you've been ghosted, which I feel like a lot of people have, like this is the first time I've ever been ghosted. Have you been ghosted before? Of course I've been ghosted before. Yeah. I don't know why that's a given.
1: Oh, so sorry. I guess it's because I feel like I was active on the dating scene for quite a while there. So yes, definitely had been ghosted. I even once had like this date with this guy and it like went pretty well and he kissed me at the end of it and then he just like ghosted me. so weird
0: weird. what goes through these people's minds Uh and obviously men and women can ghost each other slash anyone they're interested in yeah um i just think that if anyone here if anyone listening has ghosted someone before or thinks that maybe it's an okay thing to do i just want to let you know that it's not no because it's confusing and it's Kind of just rude, honestly. Like it's
1: it's kind of rude and a bit mean. Like
0: I said, like I'm not I'm not upset. Like I didn't think this guy was the love of my life. Like I wasn't like you know desperate to go on a date with him. But it's honestly just a bit of a disrespect towards someone's time. You know, if you've got something planned with them, if you've got like even like just. Even if you're just talking to them and you're kind of, like, really vibing and, like, you're vaguely making plans, it's mm. kind of rude to just stop replying.
1: Yeah, completely so, agree.
0: if you've been ghosted before, it's not about you. It's all about them. <laughs> that's that's honestly the, the truth. Exactly. It's hard to believe. I feel like if I really liked this guy or if I was really interested, it would have been much harder for me to deal with. Yeah. But I'm mostly just annoyed
1: (laughs) totally but the good news is that Kara is still putting herself out there on the dating scene so eventually we're gonna have a date story I've had many frightful conversations
0: I'm currently having a nice conversation so that's fine yeah oh love that yeah do you want to tell me more oh I'm just talking to this guy who seems really nice great so stay tuned I I let's hope he doesn't ghost me (laughs) (laughs) well you never know you never
1: know um anyway what do you have to be honest about this week Look, I have to be honest about the fact that lately I've been feeling quite insecure with like my creativity and my YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I spoke to Car about this yesterday slash today, but I'm just not feeling in like the flow at the moment with my own YouTube channel. And I'm feeling kind of like my content sucks. And this mm-hmm. happens like every, I would say few months, I go through these waves of like, I should de- delete every video oh that I've ever made. Oh my God. <laughs> which I'm obviously not going to do. Absolutely
0: ridiculous. And I say that with love, but absolutely ridiculous. But yeah,
1: that's just how I've been feeling this week, especially the past couple of days. I think because I uploaded a video, which was different to my usual content. ASMR, baby. ASMR, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I really loved the video, but a lot of people don't like ASMR. ASMR. And so I'm feeling just like a little bit insecure and I didn't like the thumbnail. Anyway, it's all very not like super important in the grand scheme of things stuff, but I'm just feeling a little bit stagnant with my creativity right now.
0: Every single creative person on this planet has felt that way and does feel that way. Like you go through just like waves of feeling super inspired and super in love with what you create. And then, yeah. you know, moments where you're just like, I can't fucking make anything that I like. I felt it before.
1: Yeah. Um, I
0: think literally anyone who is creative, especially when you do it for your job, like you do, it's much harder because there's a, so much more pressure on what you create. Mm. And then also when you're sharing it with tens of thousands of people, like you do, it's hard, yeah. but honestly, like there's something to be said for like you like ASMR. You like, you liked making that video. You liked editing that video. I yeah. watched
1: it. Beautiful video. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that matters. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's what I have to remind myself because, like, a lot of people do did love it, and like, yeah. Anyway, I'm feeling excited going into the new week. This week, I'm feeling really excited for the content I'm going to create. Kara and I filmed a vlog, and. I really liked a lot of the content, so I'm really hoping that that vlog turns out really well and that will be great. But yeah, that's just honestly what's been on my mind this okay. weekend. Thanks for sharing. No worries.
0: <laughs> Let's move into the topic. So today we're talking about social media, all things social media, the pros, the cons, our thoughts on some of the, I guess, like most um, important topics like influences and sponsorships and spending too much time on social media, like all these things that I guess are probably front and center on a lot of people's minds Mm. when they think about social media and consuming it
1: on a daily basis like most people our age do. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because sometimes I think about social media and I think to myself, what would my relationship with social media be like if I didn't do social media for work, right? Because I consume a lot of social Mm. media, like, I am on social media very, very frequently because I manage a business's Instagram. I manage my own Instagram. I manage my own YouTube channel. And like, there's just a lot of consumption of it. And honestly, checking social media makes me feel anxious, mainly because every time I log on to Instagram or YouTube, I'll have like a comment or a DM to reply to. I think that this top when I was writing the episode plan for this
0: topic, I thought it was really interesting because I am... a obviously a private user on Instagram slash social media. Like I don't do it for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only way that I probably ever would is if we start making money from this podcast, which I feel like we're making, we're mentioning every week at this point that we want to make money <laughs> from it at some point. It's still to come guys. Don't get mad if there's
1: an ad in the middle at some point. Look, I'm waiting for Bumble to hit me up with that spawn, you know? Yeah.
0: But I think it's really interesting because yeah, I'm a private user and I use it purely to show um, images of like my life and like things about my life and you obviously like you just said use it for your job and I've even noticed like there are and this makes total sense but there are some things like I would share that you would never share Mm. because it's your work
1: yeah and I think like there's this almost like this level of privacy that I really crave in some capacity Mm. like there are some things that I just like don't want to post on my social media or like I love the close friends thing Mm -hmm. because I just feel like when there are things that I only want to share with like if I had a private Instagram like with people Mm -hmm. I can share it there but yeah I definitely sometimes think about like if I was just using social media just to post photos that I from my life or whatever like what that would look like for me how much how many influences would I follow mm. because like I engage with a lot of influences and follow a lot of influences because they do similar stuff that I do. So yeah, I find it, I find it really, really fascinating and I would love to see like this alternate reality where I don't do social media for work in mm. any capacity because even when I wasn't doing it and like I wasn't making money off it, it was always kind of like a blog in some way to me. Like I always right. like shared my life and my food and my travels and things like that. So yeah, it's never been just like, except for when I was like 18 years old and like going to Crown Casino on a Friday night, like that is the only time that I can remember sharing content just for the sake of just sharing. Just for, for the joy of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So do you, so you said that you feel anxious when you go on social media a lot of the time. Yeah. What makes you feel
1: anxious? I always just get overwhelmed because I have like so many messages to reply to mm-hmm I that's honestly the only thing that makes me feel anxious I actually get a lot of joy out of social media because like if I take some lit photos or even if I like when we went to Bundaberg and I had all those stories Mm. to share and the brand took like a week to approve them I was just like bursting at the seams to share them I was so excited Mm. and like I love That part of social media, I love the ability to connect with people and I love the ability to share my creativity and just like things that I really enjoy and just to like share my life in general because I feel like it's going to be really cool to look back on it. But something about like opening Instagram and seeing so many DMs to reply to just makes me feel like super anxious and almost like I will never be able to like be enough because I cannot physically reply to every message
0: i understand because i feel this on a personal level like i constantly have like 10 to 15 instagram messages going and like this is obviously just with like people i know and friends and it makes me i wouldn't say anxious but i would say like exhausted a lot of the time like but i guess it's funny because like from your perspective i would say that if you're responding to like you know message requests and stuff like that obviously it would be nice if you could
1: yeah but it's not necessarily something I
0: think you have to do no
1: and I don't do it most of the time because I don't feel like I have to but it makes me anxious like seeing it sitting there if that makes yeah sense. okay that yeah. does make sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah but for the most part like I enjoy opening social media it's just like that overwhelming that's good feeling yeah that's good yeah anyway what about you my darling how do you feel about your relationship with social media i think that when it comes to like opening social media like i said like
0: you know actually scrolling through it i feel quite good most of the time i'm i'm definitely at a point in my life where i don't find myself like comparing myself to a lot of people usually i don't find myself following people who make me feel like triggered or like not enough or Mm. things like that Mm -hmm. like i said the being contactable on like multiple platforms Mm -hmm. at any time can be really overwhelming for me yeah um but I think overall I have a relatively healthy relationship with it. Like, I like I, I feel like it, maybe when I was a bit younger, I really cared about, like, how many likes I used to get on my photo maybe. Like, mm. I, as in, like, only to the extent of, like, I thought, like, well, if I get less likes, maybe it's not as nice as I thought it was. Right. Now I don't really care – yeah, I
1: think, I think my relationship with social media is on the whole quite positive. That's good. Yeah. I actually find it so cute because you don't post on your story that often or like you don't post in your feed that often. Like I remember the other day <laughs> you posted this story of like your candle burning in your room and yeah. I just like felt so overwhelmed by how wholesome that was that you posted <laughs> that because often I'll be like, oh, I've only shared one story today. Like I need to post more because... That's how you get your engagement up. And whereas like you don't have to post stories. And so when you post like wholesome things like <laughs> that, I'm like, oh, my God, wait, Cara is so fucking cute. <laughs> I literally
0: like I really try to look at like Instagram specifically because I guess that's probably the only platform I really do use um, as Like, kind of like what you said, like, using it purely to show my life and, like, moments where I'm feeling, like, really happy with something. So, like, that day, Mm -hmm. I was, like, my candle was burning in my room. It looked fucking beautiful in my room. And I was, like, I'm gonna take a photo of this. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and, like, I I think I probably use my stories mostly to post, like, funny things and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I find it really, like, enjoyable to just, like, have, like, a low effort, like, post whenever I kind of want like don't feel any pressure about it so I really can't quite imagine like how much pressure you might feel
1: yeah at certain times sometimes I do feel pressure especially pressure to uh, post like really high quality content like lately I've noticed like I haven't been posting heaps of recipes on Instagram and stuff and obviously my demographic is like mainly following me because of food and I was like looking at that and I was like god I haven't posted anything like that in a while like I should really get myself onto that But for the most part with Instagram, unless it's like sponsored work, I really do try and be quite like organic with it. Like if you and I go down to the beach, I'll be like, maybe I'll bring my camera and like we can Mm. take some nice photos. And if I get a nice photo, I'll post it. But I also have really been trying to tap into just like sharing content that feels beautiful to me, regardless of like the level of perfection. And I really found that when I was away in New South Wales and Ellen and I were just taking so many photos of random things, I really like let go of that perfectionism surrounding it and I was like actually I just want to like share my life like yeah I can share like beautiful food photos and like beautiful lifestyle photos and stuff like that when I want to but I also want to share like iPhone photos that I took that have really great memories or like feelings attached Mm. to them does that make sense makes complete sense and I think we're definitely
0: going to get into the perfection side of it in a little bit Mm. but first of all I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about the fact that we didn't grow up with Instagram
1: no. Like, and a
0: lot of, like, I have a, one of my best friends has a 16 year old sister and she is slash has grown up on Instagram. And I kind of, just because I don't really know that many, you know, teenagers, I kind of look at that, look to her, like when she posts and stuff like that, about like what her life would be like
1: mm. growing
0: up where Instagram is Instagram. Cause I remember, I think I got Instagram when I was 18 or nine or 17. I think
1: we would have got it when we were 18 yeah and
0: like there was no such thing as an instagram influencer back then
1: oh my god it was literally you had to like take the photos in the app yeah
0: and it was square Uh and it was the worst quality you could only you'd only use the filters in the app yes and it was literally just like very simple like fun to i'm I'm sure like i mean i don't really know when it became like a whole thing Mm. but to begin with it was just like selfies and like photos of like your pets and stuff like that oh yeah so i always like i'm kind of like i'm really interested to think like how would i feel how would i be sitting here as like a 28 year old Mm. if i grew up in a world where instagram is the way it is now because we haven't really seen many 20 somethings like that yet because they haven't they
1: haven't gotten that old no and it's actually really interesting to think about because like in our day (laughs) (laughs) when we were in high school we would like go to a party for example yeah and someone would bring their camera yeah and you would always have this one friend who brought their camera the digital camera and they would take photos throughout the entire night and then the next day they would upload like an album with 200 photos to facebook and you'd go through them and find the ones with you and your friends yes and this is a thing Those photos were hideous half the time. But the thing is, it was almost like this more of a realistic beauty standard. Like I can't remember looking at myself when I was younger and these photos were on Facebook and being like, super critical of myself Mm. or as now with Instagram because it's like you know you upload like one fire selfie or whatever it feels like there is this level of perfectionism that isn't like you know kids these days they're just not going to understand that it used to be completely out of your control yeah actually you just that is such
0: a good point because you just made me realize that like I used to have I used to be that bitch that like every few years I was very lucky I would get like a new digital camera Mm -hmm. like I probably had about three when I was like growing up right and yeah, like everyone would take their digital cameras to parties or like, you know, if you went out with your friends, like doing something on the day, like during the day, you'd take your camera. Yes. And you would never, maybe not never, but very rarely would you take a photo or take a bunch of photos and then look back at them all and then be like, I don't like any of them. Let's take some more. Which I think that's, I think that's all
1: because of Instagram. I completely agree. I think it's because Facebook the whole idea was like you share an album of photos from an event. And whereas, it is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whereas Instagram is like, you share one photo. I mean, now we can share 10, but it's like you share one photo. That's amazing. Yeah. And that is like super well edited and just like, it's not, I just like feel like so many more of my insecurities came up once I started having to get like one really amazing photo because it's like constantly updating your profile picture
0: well yeah and it's also like you know the fact that beyond like having to get one amazing photo it's also like you're more aware of I mean this is like absolutely like without question we're more aware of certain qualities that are perceived as better you know for example like if you want to talk about like the way your body looks like, you know, certain sizes obviously considered more beautiful, especially with like Instagram. Yeah. yeah, That's really interesting because I guess in a way being, when it went out, when we were younger, we were more mindful with we taking photos, we were more just doing it for the love of it yeah. rather than, cause even now I still find myself like, if I'm on the beach with friends and I want a photo, like I might think like I want a photo for the sake of getting a photo with my friends, yeah. but I still want it to look really nice because I'd like to share it to my Instagram if totally. like, if I like it enough. Yeah. And yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, how mm-hmm. like it's kind of not enough anymore to have the photo for the memories. You almost need to have it for the sake of putting it on your Instagram. Yeah. Crazy.
1: So crazy. I really like though that Instagram have introduced the feature where you can have 10 photos because I think that people are getting more inclined like they're doing these photo dump things, mm. which I think is great because like even for me, for example, I've shared so many like random photos in those that are more realistic to my life and I think that that's I've noticed like a lot of influencers are doing that, which mm. is great because I think we're we're getting to that happy medium between oversharing photos on facebook and sharing one perfect selfie on instagram completely yeah yeah
0: that's true okay so should we move on to discussing the pros and cons of social media and i just want to say like i do think that instagram is going to be front and center when we talk about this because a that's the platform we both use the most Mm -hmm. and b it is undoubtedly the most popular platform yeah it's the most influential there's just you can't argue with that so i think honestly instagram kind of like takes the lead when it comes to the the good and the bad on social media plus i know nothing about tiktok so and i know nothing about twitter or (laughs) youtube so love that i think we should start with cons purely because we can end on more of a high note with pros yes
1: would love to Okay, so probably the biggest con for me is like the comparison that I have to other people online. Mm-hmm. And this is in the Instagram space, but honestly, especially in the YouTube space, like comparing my relationships, my lifestyle, like mm. my content, like all of these things to other people online is something that I like really do quite struggle with. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with as well.
0: I have definitely in the past and still sometimes do catch myself comparing like it's definitely like i said before like i don't do it all that often and i think that i'm quite like sure of myself and i have a good like relationship with social media in that way now but definitely in the past there have been times where i've been comparing my like like you just said like my body my relationships my friendships like my I guess like my day-to-day life, like mm. my downtime, like everything. Yeah. You can compare everything because when you're when people are oversharing or just sharing on Instagram and YouTube, it can make you think about what your life would look like if you were to share like them
1: yes completely agree even
0: though you have actually no idea what their life
1: might actually like might be like
0: at the end of the day and
1: that's the thing with social media is like you don't actually know what people's lives are like like i've been for example sharing like really positive content because i really try and post positive content but like I literally went through like one of the hardest breakups of my life and didn't say a peep about it online yeah until we started this podcast like and people just had the assumption that I'm like lead this super positive beautiful life and the fact is that like that's just not the reality
0: the absence of negativity or the absence of like pain or any kind of difficult circumstances in someone's feed does not mean they don't experience them. Yeah. That it's unrealistic to assume that because someone's posting like beautiful outfits, like really exciting like things they're doing in their life. It's unrealistic to think that they're not experiencing anything negative or bad, but it can be easy to forget that. Like I think we all know that everyone goes through hard shit. Yeah. But it's when when all you see is someone smiling or laughing or posting beautiful photos. Honestly, like I would even argue that to a degree, like we're probably guilty of this. Because oh, yeah. you know, like during the summer, like we're always at the beach with our friends or like going to the pool, going for bike rides, and like it could be easy to assume that there's nothing that ever goes wrong in our life. But obviously that's so not the case. <laughs> so not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I actually vividly remember when I was back when I was living in Melbourne, that's quite a few years ago now, I was so deeply depressed. I was like the worst i've ever been mm. to the point where my i hadn't gone out of the house in days and i was just crying and my best friend kayla um picked me up and was like we're going out for breakfast we're getting you out of the house and i went for breakfast and i kind of like i tried to get dressed up and like look nice because i tried to make me feel make myself feel better yeah and i took she took this photo of me there and i posted it and i just made this like really light-hearted caption mm. and everyone was like oh my god you're so cute oh my god like that's such a vibe like that kind of thing and like mm. i was the most depressed i've ever been yeah you just never know mm-hmm. you never know what someone's actually feeling when they post this stuff
1: yeah i think that's something to be super conscious of when you're consuming social media is like if you start comparing yourself to someone think about all the things that you wouldn't share online if you had a similar lifestyle to them yeah and like hopefully it's, You know, sort of retrains your brain to be like, these people do have things that go wrong. They do have bad days, like, and really teach yourself that.
0: Yeah. I think that actually leads really perfectly into the second con of social media, which is unrealistic beauty and lifestyle expectations. Because, like, I guess, like, like we just talked about, there are people who post nothing but positivity or positive things that they do or like nothing but beautiful photos of themselves Yeah. or to a more damaging extent, you know, photos that are photoshopped or face-tuned or filtered so that there's no flaws. Yeah. And that is super harmful, super harmful.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And like, let's first of all, start with unrealistic beauty and lifestyle expectations. Let's get into the Photoshop, but unrealistic <laughs> beauty and lifestyle expectations. There is this... I mean, this, yeah, this flows perfectly because there is this idea when you're watching someone on YouTube or you're watching someone on Instagram that you assume that their life is like that every single day. Mm -hmm. Like for example, back in the day when I was going for sunrise walks every morning, I can remember meeting people in real life and then being like, oh my God, I just love that you watch the sunrise every single day. At this point I was working in hospitality. (laughs) I literally lived across the road from the beach and I would rush over to the beach to try and catch, like, a couple of minutes of the sunrise before I started an eight-hour shift in hospitality. Yeah. Yes, I watched the sunrise. I loved watching the sunrise. I also took a video of the sunrise and posted it on my story because I know that it's beautiful. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, like, I got to spend, like, an hour of my morning sitting there and watching the sunrise. But the assumption seeing that would be that I got to have a lot of time there. You like got I to chill
0: and like maybe have breakfast and like, this. yeah, it's funny. Cause like things like that, we really do have this like instant idea of what the lifestyle is Yeah. around one literal 10 second video that you might post on your story.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like there's other things where like I might post on YouTube. Like for example, if i film a YouTube video, I'm vlogging that entire day. So I literally go, okay, I'm vlogging this day. I can't do any other work because I'm mm-hmm. vlogging and that this is my work for yeah. the day. But then someone watches my video and sees in my vlog that I woke up, I went for a long walk, I went to have breakfast, I hung out with my best friend, I cleaned the house, I did all these things and that looks like that's my day-to-day life when in reality, it's not.
0: And also like you might also choose like a certain weekend that's more exciting, like more on, like things that you are doing that are going to be entertaining people to watch because that's your job
1: well that's the thing like you don't ever vlog us sitting on the couch and watching the oc for five hours no (laughs) that's the thing and it's like i've literally been waiting for the perfect week because i really want to film like a week in my work life to try and show like all the different things that I do for work because, like, I personally think it's interesting. But I've honestly just been waiting for the perfect week to come up where there's a perfect balance of everything. It yeah. hasn't happened yet no. because every week is so chaotic. But this is the thing, like, everyone's life that they share online is not the reality of their actual life. Like, there's so much time that people don't share online. You literally
0: couldn't get a realistic idea of what someone's life was like unless you actually followed them around every minute of every day yeah because it's just not possible for someone to actually post everything they do it's just not possible
1: this is just reminding me of like one time we we're talking to our friends about like how you woke up and we're having like Nutrigrain for breakfast and watching Modern Family. And we yeah. talked about this on the podcast. And then we went to our friend's house and they were like, wait, we are so confused about the fact that Kara eats Nutrigrain for yeah. breakfast and then watches Modern Family before she goes to work. To me, I know that because I live with yeah. you, right? But to the rest of our friends, they have absolutely no idea. Yeah. And that's the thing. I literally sometimes talk to my friends and I'm like, I want to live just like a week in your life, so I can understand your reality. One of our best friends commutes to Brisbane three times a week for work. What's that like? I cannot, cannot fathom that that's what she does and that's her life. Even though I see her so often, yeah, I just I have absolutely no idea. This is the
0: thing. It's like I think, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes is harder when you see, the beauty of their only the beauty of their life on social media because you know the friends comparison is a really really great great comparison but at the same time you know we're talking about bonnie and em how they were confused that i ate Nutrigrain grain and watched Modern family yeah they also see me when i'm sad when i'm angry when i'm going through shit like they see a lot more than i ever put on social media because you guys are my best friends yeah but yeah like there's most of the things in my life that aren't literally when i go to work for eight hours and i sit at a fucking desk <laughs> doing random ass fucking shit last week i was so pissed off about my job and the shit that i had to deal with uh-huh um just simply because that's that's what happened but did i i didn't post anything about that no. like it's not something that anyone i would feel would be interested in so i don't post about it mm-hmm. but everyone goes through times like that you do as a self-employed person all my friends do mm. it's just not that interesting Yes. Let's get into the Photoshop. Yes. Because I'm I, really interested to talk about this. Yes. Yeah, so
1: I'm really interested to talk about this, like the idea of like people Photoshopping their photos or tuning their photos and also the beauty standards of people who will like have work done, for example, mm-hmm. and what the responsibility is of anyone in general but obviously influencers as well what's the responsibility do you have to disclose that you've photoshopped or face facetuned a photo mm-hmm. do you have to disclose that you've had work done like what's the what's your opinion on this
0: it's definitely a hard one and i don't think there is a black and white definitive answer i do get very frustrated admittedly about influencers or celebrities who you can like tell they've had work done which just For the record, neither of us, I'm going to speak for you because I'm pretty sure this is true. Yeah. Neither of us have any problem with people who get work done. No matter what you want to do, it's your body, it's your life, do what you want. That's so fine. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I get work done at some point. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that I feel frustrated with is when, I think the epitome of it for me is like, you know, influencers who say oh my god drink this tea or do this thing or like they promote brands and they promote products that they say gives them the body they've had or that they have
1: Mm.
0: when you know you can tell as a 28 year old I who has a pretty good grip on what bodies actually look like and what's realistic at this point yeah I can tell when someone has an actual you know natural body that they naturally got that way yeah or if they've had work done and that is what really pisses me off I think. In that situation, I think it's really irresponsible and quite manipulative to, you know, act like you haven't paid for certain, for for you to look a certain way.
1: Yes. How do you feel about that? No, I completely agree. I think that it's not really anyone's business, whether you've had work done, unless you are profiting off the work that you've had done. I think that then there's just like this social responsibility, like, like, for example, I think probably in my lifetime, I will probably get my teeth done Mm -hmm. as an example. And I would never then like, after having like all this work done that I will ho- probably have to pay thousands of dollars for, I will never like promote teeth whitening strips yeah you know like imagine
0: getting your teeth professionally whitened and paying like hundreds if not thousands and people do this and then going and using like a teeth whitening brand like it's so disingenuous and it's literally lying and you're
1: also like playing at people's insecurities as well like I think that you know everyone in this world has some insecurity about something you know like I probably know maybe one person who isn't insecure in any capacity (laughs) and The thing is that like for me personally, when I see people posting like ads about teeth whitening, for example, because this is something I'm insecure about. If I see people posting something like this and it's so fucking evident that they literally have veneers Mm -hmm. or they've had like Invisalign or something and then they're promoting some other product, I just feel like kind of offended it's
0: the equivalent of if as the consumer it's the equivalent of buying a dress online and getting it and putting it on your body and it looks like absolute trash compared to the model that you saw it on yes you know like if you for example going back to the teeth whitening thing mm-hmm. if you saw someone who has had their teeth professionally whitened and like i said paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for it mm. using you know like a hundred dollar teeth whitening kit mm-hmm. and then you got it And it barely did anything, which Mm. honestly, most of them barely do anything. Mm -hmm. You'd be really disappointed. And then you'd also probably feel even more shit about yourself than you did previously. Exactly. Because you have paid this money thinking you're going to look a way that you obviously want to look, Mm. only for it not to work. Yeah. It's this really, really awful cycle. And then we get into the whole fact of, you know, that's what makes us consume more because we always want to look a certain way. Mm. It's just awful. Yes. And so into that to that I, I agree with what you said before about how it's no one's actual business how or what you've done mm. it comes down to the money-making side and of like it, and like the ethical me.
1: responsibility of it yeah yeah
0: and the fact that you know to a degree like you are promoting something that is unattainable by the majority of your audience especially you know, there are a lot of influencers who have like quite young girls, like like we're talking about, like maybe teenage girls who mm. are growing up thinking that like certain body shapes and body types are realistic mm. and they simply aren't. That doesn't make them less valid. That doesn't make, you know, that specific body type not beautiful. It just mm. means that most people aren't able to achieve it.
1: Yeah, totally. And then when it comes down to like the whole Photoshop FaceTune kind of thing, personally, I just like don't think that it's right to like photoshop your body to look a different way or like facetune your body to look a different way i know that it comes from a place of insecurity i completely understand that when people do these things it comes from a place of insecurity because sometimes i have photos of myself and i look at it and i go fuck i love this photo but i wish i could change this one thing Mm -hmm. but then it's like okay if i change that one thing that's not actually how I look Mm -hmm. and then people are going to think I look a different way than I actually look and then the insecurity continues yeah and I think like photoshop is actually like a program that is designed for like photo editing like I've photoshopped like other people out of my photos before Mm -hmm. because I wanted to have a clear background I think that's completely fine obviously because it's a creative artistic choice Mm -hmm. but I think that making your body look a way that it doesn't look in real life is not fair to your audience
0: no and i also think that again it puts the unrealistic standard on your audience like why can't i look like that what can i do to look like that you know why is what i'm doing not working mm. and in reality these people who do face you know photoshop they they sit there not actually looking like what they've Posted online. Yeah. While all their followers, not all, a lot of their followers are probably feeling bad about themselves for it. And that goes like, you know, for weight, it goes for body shape, it goes for skin, Mm. like, you know, I know I I work for a skincare company and I get emails all the time about you know young girls who are really insecure about their skin and I've been there because I used to have cystic acne when I was a kid Mm. and when I was like a teenager and it was the most horrifying self-conscious thing I've ever been and like now you see nothing about photoshop skin on Instagram Mm. or you see like just a filter that smooths it all over and it's just it's taken away like the how normal it is to like get a pimple or have acne and stuff like that. All right. So let's maybe move on to another con, which is that I think something I think that a lot of people are guilty of, and I definitely am. Oh, you love a good TikTok session. I do. This is about mindless scrolling. I actually will say that I don't necessarily think that my TikTok sessions are mindless. <laughs> I'm, And I'm being completely, completely honest with that one. Uh-huh. I think that it's mostly when I scroll through Instagram that I'm being mindless because I'm not actually thinking about anything. I'm not like taking any information in, if that makes sense. Mm. I'm mostly just looking at photos of people. Right. And I think that that's much more mindless than like enjoying, like sitting down to enjoy videos, like that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But I think it's super easy to literally just sit on your phone and scroll, scroll, scroll for like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm.
1: I feel like I don't scroll.
0: You don't? No. Do you watch stories?
1: Yeah, but not that many, to be honest. Okay, that's probably good. Like, I just find that I honestly am too busy. Wow, hustle culture. Well, no, let's not get into that. But, like, (laughs) I, I do feel like, you know, I keep an eye on, like, my close friend's contact and, like, things that they're doing. But I think that it's, like very rare where i fall into a hole and i'm like oh my god i'm scrolling like i'll check instagram i'll check my dms i'll see if my friends have posted stories because they'll be up at the top like yeah i don't know but i think that's good yeah i think that that's because like i'm conscious of what i i'm consuming when it comes to instagram
0: i think that um it can be really easy to just switch your brain off especially if it's like after like a long day or like in the middle of a day when you're a bit bored instead of like actually doing something that makes you feel like fulfilled and happy like you kind of just like scroll to get like a quick like serotonin hit maybe and that's even like that's kind of linked with the whole comparison and like the unrealistic standards because if we're on instagram Mm. scrolling 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 for like 15 20 like half an hour every day not only are you going to be mindlessly doing it and therefore not thinking about what you're seeing, but you're going to be more susceptible to being like you know upset or comparing yourself to others yeah So it kind of all goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I want to talk about is being sold things on social media. Mm -hmm. And that goes for like obviously like advertising, which I kind of don't have as much of an issue with because advertising has been a thing forever. But mostly about, you know, being sold to Mm by influences or celebrities and things like that because I think that it's a very fine line between like doing it ethically or doing it in a way that is actually quite like good for an audience mm. or like okay to do and then actually just kind of like what I said before like mindlessly selling things to an impressionable audience. Right. As someone who does ads, how mm. do you how do you feel about it?
1: Well, I feel like It just depends on who you choose to work with, like in terms of like coming from like the point of view of doing ads with Mm -hmm. brands. I definitely think that like, again, there is a responsibility on the influencer to work with brands that are ethical and that they genuinely enjoy the product and that kind of thing. I also think that there is the fact that like if people are doing social media for a living, they often need to do ads to support Mm -hmm. themselves financially. So I think that that, you know, it's kind of like a hard thing to navigate because some people will think, well, she shouldn't be doing this many ads, but then the content creator might be like, well, I can't, I couldn't afford to give you this other free content Mm -hmm. because I would have to work full-time unless I did these ads. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like, again being conscious about what you consume because like for example for me i have to do a certain amount of youtube sponsorships a month in order to make enough money to support myself and live the lifestyle that i want to live if i didn't do those sponsorships and i just relied on youtube income i would be able to probably post about half the amount of videos that i do Mm -hmm. and therefore just wouldn't be sharing as much content
0: okay I have two things to say yes the first is that I agree with you I don't I'm I'm in no way like opposed to people doing advertisements or sponsorships I think that it's totally fine like I mean like like we've seen a million times before on tv and on youtube like actual ad roles Mm. like we're constantly being sold to like there's literally never a point in our day where we're not being sold to so i have no issue with that i mostly have an issue with people who are just like you know just constantly regurgitating ads and like you know just working with honestly unethical companies companies that aren't selling anything that's worthwhile or nothing that is actually going to be good Mm. for their audience Mm -hmm. But what really interested me about what you just said, and you know that I think that you are a super authentic, like great influencer, if mm. you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting to me is what you said, um, I had to do a certain number of sponsorships to lead the lifestyle I want to live. Right. That really interests me because obviously as your best friend, as someone who lives with you As someone who actually knows how much money you make and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I think that you are doing a great job of navigating that. But for many other people, I wouldn't be surprised if the lifestyle they want to live makes them compromise on the style or quality or type of product they uh, advertise.
1: Yes. And I completely agree. See, like, that's the thing. You know why I do the amount of ads that I do. So like you... And you also know, like, for example, I get so many fucking emails from brands that it's just an absolute no. Yes. I could just say yes to all of them. You could
0: be making absolute fucking bank. I could
1: be making, honestly, probably like at least five times the amount that I'm making. Mm -hmm. And I choose not to because I don't want to do that. I still want to provide free content. Let's start there. And I also want to provide content that has no rules to it that Mm -hmm. I can do whatever I want. But I do agree with you because I think it would be tempting for people once they get to this certain level and they're getting like so many sponsorship offers coming in, it would be hard for them to turn them down when they see the money that's attached to them. Because honestly, there is a lot of money in social media marketing. Yeah. And people can just make absolute bank. Yeah. So I think again, it comes down to like, the ethical responsibility of the influencer and like you choosing who you want to support, I think is really important. I have said from an influencer's, influencer, I say in air quotes perspective, why people do the amount of ads that they do, but I really can only speak for myself and Mm. friends that I have who do similar work. I think personally on a personal level, I make sure I enjoy the product or the service before I post about it. And that's just something that I do a lot of brands will send you the product first so you can try it and then agree to Mm -hmm. do it if you want to do it and that's just a fact of it
0: yeah and i i have seen influencers in the past you know say like when they i guess that maybe they've been called out for doing a certain type of ad or like too many and stuff like that Mm. i've seen them say like you know i'm just you know there's always someone who might be interested in a product so like why is it bad for me to promote it Mm. and I really have a problem with that kind of mentality because like you just said, like as someone who I guess like I really look for like authenticity when I follow people Mm. and I think that whether you are aware of that or not – as in like whether you're aware of the authenticity that you're seeking when you follow someone and when most people follow someone and they see an ad they assume that this person actually uses it and actually likes it Mm. like they don't assume that they're looking at like a walking billboard like when you see something on like the highway on a billboard you don't think like oh that billboard like it must be a great product because that's what it's saying about the product right because it's the company that said that of course they're going to say that about their product When it comes to influencers, people assume that what they're saying isn't a script. And if it is, they actually believe it. Mm. And that's why I think that it's completely different to regular advertising. It's completely different to like, you know, seeing an ad with a paid actor in it and everything like that, because you're using your brand and your personality and the people who are there for you and Mm. who you are to kind of gain their trust Mm. and make them spend money. And it's just... I don't know, it it really makes me feel sick a lot of the time when I see it. Like, if I see someone that's posting, like, ad after ad after ad of the same, like, kind of, like, type of product, like, for example, someone who posts, like, 10 different skincare brands, I'm like, I can't trust you, because who uses 10 different skincare brands?
1: Right. uh, You're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And, like, (laughs) I mean... From the perspective of a content creator, like skincare is probably the most common thing that people get emailed. I mean, it's the most common thing that I get emailed about Mm. personally. So I think overall, the main thing is just be conscious of what you're consuming and who you're following. There are a lot of really amazing content creators out there who are creating beautiful content for brands, they're getting paid to do it and that's great Mm -hmm. and you can choose to support them but definitely be conscious of who you're following in general and then if you're conscious about who you're following in general, you'll tend to get quite authentic advertising. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I think we've spoken enough about the negative side of social media. Let's move on to something a bit more positive. woo Let's start with the pros of connecting with other people who you might not otherwise have
1: connected with, if not for social media. Look, let's just, let's just say this right off the bat, Cara and I would not be sitting here if it wasn't for social <laughs> no, media.
0: Honestly, most of my friends on the coast, I wouldn't be friends with.
1: I think I have maybe two friends on the Gold Coast that I haven't met through social media. Yeah, it's...
0: I guess similar to, like, like, what we were talking about last week with dating. Like, social media is a very, very, very common way to meet friends. Yeah, Just, like, dating apps is a very common way to meet romantic partners. Mm -hmm. And it's great because, you know, like, if you're on social media and, like, you see someone posting about, like, things that you're interested in or you know, if they live near you, like, I know that when I see people posting about stuff on the Gold Coast, I think I really like that because it's obviously, it's kind of like a small-ish town in a way, like, uh you know, that you could maybe, like, meet up and things like that. Like, it's it's very easy to make friends on social media because Mm -hmm. it's also very easy to start, like, A very like low pressure conversation
1: i guess yeah and as well as that it's also very easy to see if you already have similar interests yeah exactly yeah so overall it's great the fact that you can connect with people and this is something that i really love is like I mean, I know that you have heaps of friends from high school and love that for you. But personally, I only have like two friends that I went to high school with. And I think that the reason why I have such powerful friendships in my life now is because I've had the ability to connect with people who you know, grew up in different areas to me, had completely different lives to me. I've learned so much about different people and I've just had the ability to connect with so many other people. It's incredible like mm. obviously I met you I met so many other people Ellen Ellen hello mm. I met her because she commented on one of my YouTube when, videos when like, would you
0: have ever met Ellen she lives in Tasmania exactly yeah. I never
1: would have met her, I maybe would have come across you because the funny thing is that Kara and I grew up 15 minutes from each other yeah. <laughs> and didn't meet until we were in our early 20s and mm-hmm. we definitely definitely would have been in the same place at least once oh yes you worked at my local shopping center I You definitely came to the cinemas when I was working. There's no doubt in my mind and I cannot believe that your presence wasn't in my life sooner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that what you just said about the fact that you got to connect with many different people and different types of people really leads us into like the second pro of social media, which is that we are able to have like better representation of a wide range of people who honestly, if not for social media, we would never really see and i'm talking about people of color i'm talking about people with different religions i'm talking about different bodies able-bodied people you know are obviously the norm and i'm not saying that in a way that I think is right. I'm just saying like you know if you look at any TV show, billboard, mm. advertisement, anything, they are the norm. And we don't really hear their stories very often. Yes. And you know, there there's there's an endless list of people who are different, mm. quote unquote different, who are not represented in day-to-day life and who honestly like kind of go like under the radar because they're not as I guess, accepted in general society. Yeah,
1: I've learned so much about especially gender and sexuality on social media that I don't think I would have otherwise learned with the people that I meet in like my day to day life.
0: That's the thing. It's like, you know, social media. Yes, there's a lot of like just like very nice people to look at. There's a lot of great kind of like mindless content on there. But there's also some incredible people who are just shedding light on issues or on what it's like to exist in a certain way that you would never have thought about before. I follow this incredible woman who's from New Zealand she's actually around our age her name is Jess Emily Quinn and she had a part I think like a part a part of her leg amputated when she was about 11 years old mm-hmm. and watching her content about what it's like to live with a prosthetic leg the day-to-day issues that she kind of deals with mm. um, she's now a model so she's been in like I think campaigns for like bra companies like burley and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she's she's really fighting for like representation of all different bodies and that was actually probably the first person i followed that really opened my eyes to the fact that i never see people who don't look able-bodied like me
1: yes
0: out like just in the general like world that i am shown
1: yes yes i completely agree with you and i think that also really brings us super well into our next pro which is the fact that there is an ability to share and learn new things from people all over the world because mm-hmm. there is so much that I've learned about race mm-hmm. and racism.
0: Can you imagine, how would we have learned about for example Black Lives Matter movement without social media? How would we have been aware, as aware I should say, obviously like these things can be covered with like the news and everything mm-hmm. but we can get like first hand accounts of black lives matter movements yeah and things like that yeah and honestly even like the like israel palestine thing that came up recently like you you could see firsthand accounts of people who lived there yes would not be possible without social media
1: i completely agree there's so much that i have learned about indigenous australians through Mm -hmm. social media that i was never taught in school let me fucking tell you this is one of the biggest issues that i have i mean we're talking about the schooling system at brunch today but like One of the biggest issues I have with the schooling system in Australia is the fact that I learned absolutely nothing about the history of this country. The real history. The real history of this country. Like and yet social media has taught me more in the past couple of years than I learned in like however long we go to how long do we go to school for? Twelve years? Something like that. Something frightful like that. That's
0: actually probably one of the biggest things that I would kind of suggest to someone who maybe might be feeling like weighed down by social media or like maybe triggered by it a lot, is like if you're finding yourself getting into this like hole of like we're talking about before, like comparison or like feeling crappy about yourself, it can be really empowering to go and actually I'm going to start following people who are going to make me learn mm. and expand my um, horizons of like what I know about and how I think because. Mm-hmm. That is honestly, I think, the best thing about social media is the fact that it is an infinite resource for different opinions, different worldviews, different experiences. Yeah. And obviously you need to take all of them with a grain of salt and like obviously make your own mind up. Mm -hmm. But it's really important because it gives people voices who otherwise might not have them
1: yes completely agree
0: so I think the last one that we're going to talk about is something that you're going to definitely relate to yes and I think that this is relatable on both a professional which is what obviously what you are when it Mm. comes to Instagram and YouTube and all that Mm -hmm. but also on a personal level is the ease with which you can be creative on social media
1: yeah like I when I was in high school I knew I wanted to work in some kind of creative field I really liked doing screenwriting and stuff like that and I Mm -hmm. thought that maybe I'd go into like writing slash directing long-term goal Mm -hmm. um and like working on films and tv shows like that's always what I thought that I wanted to do and I at that point in my life couldn't have imagined that I could have a creative career that I didn't like need to go to university for. Yeah. Because like I haven't studied anything to do with filmmaking at all. Yeah. And now I literally like edit videos for a living yeah and that wouldn't have been possible without social media and even the facts like there are so many resources online like skillshare for example which Mm -hmm. i use and they have so many classes for you know things like that things like video editing that in the past you had to go to university to learn about whereas now like everything is online like and youtube there's so many tutorials you can watch for literally everything Mm -hmm. there's so much you can learn like their instagram is now showing like Hacks with like fashion and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, And, and it just really encourages people to be a lot more creative in their day to day life
0: and a lot more open and vulnerable and also proud of their creativity. Yeah, because anyone can share anything, which is the beauty of it is like there's like literally millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people online. Yes, it's scary to share your creativity and the things that you love but it can also be really beautiful because like there's going to be people who love it yeah there are going to be people who enjoy reading what you've written Mm -hmm. or looking at the photos you've taken or whatever like watching the videos and stuff like that and i think that it is a really beautiful way to kind of look at social media honestly i feel this way about tiktok a lot i know you're gonna laugh at me about that
1: no I, i mean i enjoy watching instagram reels so i understand yeah
0: like i think that TikTok kind of floors me because there are so many hilarious people on there and it's like that's obviously a form of creativity is like being funny and like making a whole like skit out of a video mm. and I just think we kind of like laugh it off as like just like a mindless thing or like a stupid app but these are just people who are just like sharing what they've created and I think that's an incredible thing.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you.
0: Okay, is it time for unprofessional opinion? Oh, it is,
1: hun. okay. So our first unprofessional opinion is, how would your life change for better or worse if you woke up tomorrow and Instagram no longer existed? I love this question. I really love this question. Okay.
0: I, and I love it because I have never thought about it before. Uh huh. I think that my life would change a lot without Instagram. And that's even just as someone who, like I said, I don't do it for my job. I don't, you know, really... Find myself caring all that much, but I still think that if you took it away, I would feel a bit distressed. Mm-hmm. I think that I would feel a, a little bit relieved, honestly, as well. I think I'd feel disconnected mm-hmm. from other people. Um, and like we we're just talking about, like less able to know what's going on in the world. I think I wouldn't realize just how much Instagram in particular helps me figure out like what's going on in the world and like my opinions on things and like teaches me until it wasn't there anymore
1: yeah what about you i agree with you i think that my life would feel worse <laughs> instantly because, as in like actually worse or like i think I would emotionally like i think i would be distressed oh I you think, would of course be distressed i think i would be like like even though youtube is my main source of income i think i would be like so Confused, and I would be like, Wait, like that level of connection just doesn't feel there. Mm-hmm. And that level of creativity, like, I love taking photos, but a lot of the reason I love taking photos because I love sharing them. Yeah, like, even like literally when I take nice photos or I make a video that I really love, I show Kara before it ends up online because I just love sharing it. Like, yeah, it brings me so much joy. And I think that I would feel really, really upset if I didn't have the ability to share and connect with so many people. Mm-hmm. I then also think, though, that it could be better for my mental well-being long-term. Mm, that's probably, that's probably so, true. I, I mean, I think that my life would feel like it was changing for the worse, but it could in turn change for the better, although all of my jobs involve Instagram, so that would be also distressing. I mean,
0: obviously your finances would not be okay, but yeah. if you took that away, <laughs> um, I think that it would be an adjustment for sure. Oh, yes. For, for most people, myself included. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, for most people, taking it away would be distressing at first, but honestly better in the long term. It would
1: encourage us all to be a lot more present, I find. Completely. I think, like, I I just, you know, I think that being present is something that I really struggle with and a lot of other people really struggle with because there's always that ability to take a video or a photo to share with the world, which again, I love sharing content like that, but it does take away from being present. And that's just a fact. When I have days where I am not on my phone and I'm not using my camera in any capacity, I'm like, wow, I'm like fully in the moment and time is moving so slowly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so our second question is, What are your tips on how to cultivate a positive social media news feed?
1: My number one tip is when you're looking at someone's profile, really be self-aware enough to go, how does this actually make me feel? Yeah. If it actually, if you, if you say, oh yeah, but I just love their content, but they actually make you feel very insecure about yourself in some kind of way, unfollow.
0: Be honest with yourself about what it is you like. Yeah. And like...
1: for for me for example like i follow a lot of vegan influences because i love seeing like food content and things like that and i love learning more about cooking so like for me that's positive because i'm learning something from it Mm -hmm. even if you're just like you feel inspired or relaxed or whatever when you see someone's content that's great you don't always have to be like learning something from Mm -hmm. it but i think it's really like what is this adding to my life is it adding value Mm -hmm. or is it making me feel worse
0: i'm a big believer in the social media cull every couple of months Mm -hmm. like going through your followers and just unfollowing people who honestly like not only just feel bad looking at or like don't really connect with that much but people who like you don't care for like people who's like I feel like a lot of the time I'm like why am I even following this person like I don't really care about their life like that sounds mm. a bit harsh but you know like i'm not interested in their life i'm i'm not interested in their content but i'm following them and that just means you're also consuming it usually like yeah you're looking at their photos and like if you're not enjoying it's not just about like the negative of it it's like if you're not enjoying it why are you following them yeah
1: and over time like if you unfollow someone like that you might notice that they're not there at the beginning but like a few months later you will completely forget that they exist
0: yeah and i think at the same time like It's important to remember the mute button because if it is, for example, if it's someone like a friend who you just feel like you can't unfollow because it's a bit awkward, Mm. um, mute them because then they won't come on your stories and they won't come on your feed. And it's just they're there, but they're not actually there. Yeah. And it's the best of both worlds. (laughs) (laughs) I think other than that, I would say to cultivate a positive feed, you should definitely intentionally follow people who show the reality of what life is like, mm. you know, intentionally show people who talk about, talk openly maybe about like mental health issues mm-hmm. or who have realistic body types mm-hmm. who, you know, show what it's like to be, for example, like I was saying before, with the person I follow, like what it's like to not be able-bodied. Mm. Um, people who show like the depth of humans and like what we are and like what we can go through and, and yeah. deal with, because I think, when you per- when you only follow a very narrow narrow selection of humankind, you are naturally like shutting yourself off from the perspective of literally like so many other people.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay, so our next unprofessional opinion is: what makes you unfollow and or mute someone?
0: Mm, good mm, question. Mm. For me, going back to the the sponsorship thing, if someone's posting so many like like ads or ads in a way that makes me not believe them or makes me think that they're doing it in like a very disingenuous way. I'd unfollow. Uh-huh. Um, I also unfollow people who I think, you know, maybe like share opinions that I personally don't believe in, that like maybe I think is is harmful mm. or irresponsible. And I unfollow people who maybe like I like I've recently started unfollowing people who make me feel any type of way about my body. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily if they if they don't if they say things or like actually like embody a lifestyle for a specific body type that makes me feel bad. Like I'm not necessarily saying that certain influences intentionally try to make their followers feel bad. But Mm -hmm. if it makes me feel bad, I'm going to unfollow them. Yeah. Because it's about me. It's not
1: about them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think like the biggest thing for me that makes me unfollow or mute someone is if I'm triggered in any way. Yeah. And this has been a big thing for me. Like I went through a breakup that was like really fucking bad and I was really not in a good way. And one of the hardest things that I found was that we had so many mutual friends Mm. And then I was seeing him on their social media and stuff like that. And I was just, it was not helping me heal in any capacity. Like, you know, it would be, we had moments like we were away with our friends once and I was like having such a great time. And then I saw on like one of our mutual friends stories, something that I did not want to see. And I spiraled and I got really, really sad. And other than that, I hadn't thought about him all day. I understand that like unfollowing and muting can feel harsh in the moment, but like if it's better for your mental health long-term, then that's the priority.
0: And it's funny because we really do think that it's like the equivalent of telling someone I don't want to be friends with you anymore. But like, again, it's social media. Like it's, if you're going to run into someone like once a year, really why do we care Mm. about potentially offending someone who honestly probably will never even realise that you unfollowed them, usually, mm. if you mm. don't actually know them well. Yeah. Why would we care that much about it if we rarely see them or if we're no longer friends with them? Mm. And it's it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like most people think that way, even when it comes to maybe like unfollowing an ex mm. or unfollowing someone you've been romantically involved with. It feels harsh or like weird to do, but it's important.
1: I mean, I think the thing is people take social media as like an accurate representation of how you feel about the person. No. And that's just like not true. Like there are plenty of people that I've unfollowed who I still really deeply care about, but I just like my mental health couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's really important to acknowledge. Like social media is not real life. Just because someone triggers you on the internet doesn't mean they're going to trigger you in real life and vice versa and like i just think yeah it's really important to be self-aware about it
0: you can love someone and like someone in real life and not necessarily vibe with them on social media yeah that's just how it is sometimes
1: that is that's just the way it's gonna be (laughs) little darling okay Let's do. I'm going to cut you off right there. Oh. <laughs> so sorry.
0: <laughs> Let's do the the last question, which is how do I not be so anxious about posting on social media?
1: You're going to have to take the reins because
0: <laughs> I don't know. I definitely relate to feeling maybe a bit anxious or a bit insecure from time to time. Lately, I've really been trying to literally just post a photo if I like, took it during like a happy memory or if I like it for the most part. But have like one or two little complex things that I don't like I've been trying to just post them Mm -hmm. because like we're talking about the beginning of the episode at the end of the day for me personally my Instagram and my social media is like about memories and it's about where I was what I was doing how I was feeling Mm -hmm. and just as a little side note when we'll like I'm that person who when I was going through a really bad time with my body image I deleted all my old photos off of facebook Mm -hmm. and i regret it so much now because it's so hard to find photos of me when i was like growing up when i was like you know like at school with friends and stuff like that and it's actually really sad to me that i deleted these things that would otherwise be very easy to look back on yeah and i don't want to do that in the future i don't want to be like 30 or 40 or 50 instagrams even still around Uh and be like why like i know that i had like beach days or like trips away or just like random things with my friends Mm. why are they not here
1: yeah I feel the same because like when I decided to start doing like food blogging and stuff on Instagram I just changed my personal Instagram to like my Mm. blog Instagram and I have so many old photos like with my two long-term boyfriends that were on there that I just deleted Mm. and I do not have those photos anywhere else other than they were on Instagram and I feel kind of sad about it I'm like Mm. I'm never going to be able to see those photos again yeah and it was all because like I wanted to have a certain image of myself yeah yeah
0: yeah I I think that's definitely something a lot lot of people can relate to so maybe the just the crux of this is just post for yourself like Mm. don't post for other people and don't post for the validation of people thinking you look or act or you know are a certain way Mm. um because when you post for yourself the rest doesn't really matter
1: and the thing is when you post for yourself and you're being yourself it's a lot easier to be yourself in real life as well like i really try and remind myself of that because sometimes like i'm like i hate this photo of me because you can see this and i'm like okay but i literally fucking look like that in real life yeah so let's just get fucking used to it (laughs) you're gonna be in this body for quite a while you know so yeah exactly that's so funny And it's also a beautiful way to end today's episode. (laughs) I think it is. It is.
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another episode. We hope you really enjoyed this one. It's one that we've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. And I think it goes without saying that it's probably very topical for most of the people who listen. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Instagram at tbh.pod. Every week we'll post um, some questions up on our story, asking you about certain topics we discussed and also asking you
1: about what you have to be honest about this week. You can also find Kara on Instagram at R. reedy, and you can find me on Instagram at amanda ducks. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really love it hmm. if you could rate and review our little podcast. It really helps us out so much. And if you're listening on Spotify, if you could follow us, that would be fabulous. As always, we really appreciate you being here and supporting our little baby podcast. Little teeny tiny podcast. (laughs) It brings us a lot of joy to sit down and record this and post it every week and read the beautiful feedback from our community. So thank you so very much. We hope you have a really beautiful week and we will talk to you next Friday. Let's hope I don't get ghosted in between. (laughs) You won't, (laughs) hon. Okay, bye. Bye.